0: Hey gang, I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm a self-mastery coach, a digital biz mentor, and a sovereign CEO. If you're listening to this, we're in the middle of transitioning sense-making into a brand new podcast. Get ready for a brand new feel and brave new conversations on everything, mindset, health, spirituality, business, and of course, the world around us. I'm here to be your hype girl, to give you strategic tools that help you win and to bring things to light that you really need to know. I'm helping you master your mindset so you can build an empire, live a purpose-driven life and create more freedom within it no matter what the world around you is doing. Let's get into the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I've got a really good episode uh, for you here today with my friend Lance Isios. Uh, I met Lance at the MYM event. He was one of the event speakers and I was really, really touched by his presentation. He's an author, professional speaker, top podcast host, and just overall, really good guy. I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. It's uh, positive, it's forward thinking, it's real. Um, kind of everything that I'm, I'm all about, you know? Before we get into today's episode, it's almost November 28th, that creeping looming date uh, that I've been talking about a lot here. Uh, Just a reminder that now more than ever, it's important to share Canadian podcasts, to bug your local politicians. We have an attack on free speech here in Canada. So I'm going to be making as many of these as I possibly can um, while I still can, and hopefully that's forever. But in the meantime, just a little note of encouragement for you to stay active, keep sharing these and get involved how, however you can, whether that is reaching out to a local politician or starting a podcast of your own, uh, letting Canadians know what's happening to free speech here in our country. Um, it's, it's really the most important thing right now. Before we get into the show here, uh, I'm just going to do my pitch. This episode is brought to you by the Sovereign CEO. This is my private coaching container for awake and freedom-minded entrepreneurs. Receive weekly master-level coaching for your mindset and your business, monthly content creation sessions. If you know me, content is kind of my jam, serious strategy sessions, next-level awake experts, and of course, you're going to be in an intimate container with other awake like-minded community there really is nothing out there quite like it Uh, this community is where you need to be if you're ready to get your focus off of the news and onto your new way forward Uh, that will be linked in the show notes so you guys can check it out we have a big sale coming up in uh, December so if you've had your eye on it definitely stay tuned to my Instagram or hop on my email list uh, so that you can snag that for yourself I also have a mastermind coming up January 1st. Now, the mastermind is for those of you that already have a business. You're not in the idea stage. Uh, You already kind of know what you want to do, but you're not thrilled with your results. Either your brand isn't growing, your account's not growing the way that you would like to, uh, your sales aren't where you would like them to be, maybe you're not thrilled with the type of clientele you're bringing in, the mastermind is going to help you refine your sales strategy, create content that connects, Um, you're going to be again in a very small intimate container with people on the same mission as you and while you're in my mastermind, you also get all of my memberships, my monthly workshops, all of my programs that I create during that time period. So there's incredible value there. Again, I'm going to link that up in the show notes. Uh, It's now or never time, my friends. There's a lot of crazy things happening in the world, and if you're letting that be a reason to stop yourself, I have to tell you, it you're going in the wrong direction. The more power that we can have, the more lit up we are with purpose and passion for our future, the better you're going to be. So not just purpose-driven work. I think that's important. I think you need a reason to get up bright and early in the morning to conquer the day. But also prosperous. Like, can you imagine now in 2023 creating a bright and prosperous vision for yourself in the future? I think it's necessary. I think it's practical. I think it really is our way forward. Uh, If you'd like to talk with me more about that, send me a DM. My DMs are always open. Carla Joy Treadway on Instagram. And last but not least, I'm a proud member of the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company uh, is made up of super awake health professionals like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, Dr. Paul Alexander, and so many more. The Wellness Company has a massive vision for transforming healthcare. They unequivocally and unapologetically stand up for medical freedom and the right to affordable healthcare. They strive to build a new healthcare system that earns back people's trust governed and operated with transparency and offering the highest quality practitioners who align at their core with the fundamental belief that we have to put the patient first, not big pharma. Imagine that. I take a few products, but my favorite hands down is the spike support. Uh, because vaccinated or not, spike protein is something that has made its way to your body, causing a variety of potential long-term issues. Spike Support Formula is the only product that contains natokinase and dandelion root ingredients research for their effectiveness. Taking Spike Support daily helps give your body the natural immune support it needs to protect yourself and your family from viruses, injections, shedding, and more. And again, that will be linked in the show notes. All right, friends, let's get into this week's episode. If uh, you need something positive to listen to while you're out there walking the dogs, if you want to get out of the scroll hole, this is going to be the episode for you. Um, let me know what you think at the end of the show. Love to hear from you guys. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Carla Joy Treadway, and I have with me my friend Lance SEO. Lance, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Super pumped.
0: I, I had to watch a few podcasts in advance to make sure that I pronounced your your last name right. Did I, did I do it or did I butcher it?
1: Uh, it's, it's close enough. You have to understand with a name like mine, I've heard so many different pronunciations over the years. It's almost weird if somebody gets it right. So it's like, it's more ECOs, but okay, that's well, fine. I just
0: copied what... ECOs. Oh, see, I just copied what kid did. So yeah, I'm going j- to blame him. Okay.
1: It's, it's obviously it's, it's totally <laughs> fine. I don't really care. It's, it's more fun for me.
0: <laughs> it sounds way better when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, if, if you don't know, Lance, <laughs> and now, now you know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, he's a top 1% podcast host, uh, a best-selling author, a public speaker. What else can I add to that Lance? People that don't know you.
1: Oh, just an all-around good dude, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I um, I've traveled a lot too. I would say it's funny when you have those bios. It's like adding in different things and taking different things out, and it sort of evolves over the years. So it's always uh, it's always interesting knowing even know what to add into there. You know, even for myself when I create one. But uh, totally. yeah, you know, there's always lots of different things, and it's always evolving.
0: I, I feel like I'm changing those those bio names often because you're right. It just keeps on evolving. And I've been having more fun with the names instead of sticking with like a professional title. I've been calling myself like your favorite hype girl or your digital marketing bestie and and just kind of letting go of like the the titles and the accolades and focusing more on on energy and the kind of person you're going to hang out with.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like, does anybody really care? about the titles and the accolades it's like it's almost like you have to make it funny or something more you know more relatable or yeah I don't know it's 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 a it's a it's a funny thing to to think about because you want to you want to look like you're a badass professional but then at the same time you're like I don't know (laughs) you kind of feel like it's kind of weird when people are reading it out you know what I
0: mean yep it is weird well, I really appreciate what you're doing on on your podcast because there, you know, there was a while back there in 2020 where I was kind of obsessed with these conspiratorial dark podcasts, news related, and I'd always be listening to them, you know, walking the dogs, listening to one of these podcasts, making dinner, listening to one of these podcasts. And at a certain point, I just had to say like, stop, like this is addicting why are you filling yourself up with this and i started choosing consciously um more and more shows like yours i i want to hear about people winning i want to hear about people doing well i want to learn something cool i i want a new tool i i need something like that and and to be honest it was a grind at first to break the addiction not to listen to your show your show is amazing to to break the addiction of only bringing in bad news and no, no, no. Fill yourself up with health and wisdom and finance. You know, it, it felt weird after a while. And I think a lot of people can relate in that space. So I I really appreciate the focus of your show, which is mastering adversity and getting through this grind.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, you know, it's, I'm the same, you know, I've gone through these waves of, emotion about really trying to find a balance between being aware of what's going on in the world but then also not getting lost in the problem because you know I started my show before COVID so I had a lot of conversations about the recession about 2008 you know so people losing it all and then becoming millionaires. And it was really inspiring, right? That was the narrative. We didn't have the pandemic to talk about. And I just realized like, when I was going through difficult times and when I do, I pay attention to really how I feel and the information that I take in and how it makes me feel. And if it makes me feel deflated and it doesn't give me a roadmap out and I feel worse than I did before, then I don't find it useful. You know, Mm -hmm. what I find useful and what I've tried to do and what I continue to do is be able to talk about things that matter, but be able to go deep, but give, but end it with an empowering feeling so that people feel inspired to want to take action and actually be able to take action with like steps and, to me, that's useful. And I've always really gravitated towards people that have that kind of message. And because at the end of the day, like, man, there's a it's really what you focus on. There's a lot of negativity out there, right? There is a lot. And there's no denying that. But there's also a lot of beauty out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of good things out there if we choose to focus on those things, right? And I found that focusing on gratitude and focusing, you know, a lot of the buzzwords you hear now, it really helped my state of mind because I came from a very, uh, an upbringing where everybody was very, it was, but it was scarcity. It was focusing on, uh, you know, the problems and worrying. And this has been deep programming in my psyche that I've constantly had to work through and it still shows up. But that has been the biggest thing is like, for me, I really want to focus on the positive aspects the best I can, because the negative shit is always going to be there, but you can always always choose like the most empowering thoughts within that thing, no matter how difficult it is, there's always an empowering thought in that there's always a solution. And I have always admired people that are able to do that. Cause when I was younger, I was like, man, how are you positive about this? Why are you so happy? And then I'm like, wait a second. Like it's a superpower to do that, to be able to see that. And I think, yeah. So it's like just throughout the podcast journey throughout, you know, Hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I've just found that, um, for me, to continue doing what I'm doing, I, I I have to, I have to promote that message. I have to promote empowerment, and, you know, the best way that I know how to do that is, you know, sharing other people's stories. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of power in hearing people that were, you know, in the shit and come out of the shit. Like, there's a lot of power mm-hmm. in that, and. Uh, it inspires me and I hope that it does the same for other people.
0: I love that. I mean, those are the people that I want I, to I listen to. Um, I'm not really interested in uh, in the coach or the podcaster or the author that has been fed by the silver spoon and everything was easy. Like, what did you learn? What did you learn in that? Like, when when I choose a coach, I want the most messed up coach possible. I want the coach that's been divorced multiple times like was living on the street crazy drug addict and now they're wildly successful because i want to know how did you go from there to where you are now
1: yeah no absolutely you want to have because it's relatable because it's not like it's not like they they can yeah like the more shit you go through the more you can relate to the human i really believe that right you know, the more value you can add to the human. Unfortunately, you got to go through shit to be able to be that. But it's, it's, I'm the same. I'm like, wow, okay. Like this person can really, I can really understand where I'm coming from because they've been there. Right. And if somebody hasn't been through that, it's not their fault and not saying that they have to go through that, but it's hard to relate to them. It's hard for them to relate to me. Right. And I think that that depth is what really matters you know?
0: So like if people find you now, they're going to see this guy that does um, like saunas and ice baths and has this uh, massive podcast and a great business. What was your struggle story that got you to where you're at now?
1: Well, there's a few different ones. Um, It's been, it's funny because there's been so many, <clears throat> so many chapters, but, you know, when I started to do the work on myself, I really had to go back and figure out like where things got squirrely. You know, that's part of doing the work is like having to go back and just understand. Oh, shit. That's when I started to think that way. Interesting you know, and sometimes it's not the big moments. It's sometimes more of the, sometimes the smaller moments that get imprinted in, in our psyche. And it, it causes us to do things and, and cope with things. And then it becomes an addiction. And, you know, that's how it happens. It can be a small thing. And you, all I, all people want to do is just get away from that, that discomfort. And you find a solution for that discomfort. And for me, I had a very emotional upbringing. I had a loving family, but it was very, i all I can remember was, well, not I shouldn't say all I can remember, but a lot of what I remember was like fighting, like yelling. And like, that's what it looked like, a mom and dad fighting. Like that was what I knew what a relationship was. So when my parents got along, it was like, Oh, this is weird. Like I was like, it was weird to me. I just grew up in that, like really like intense environment. So that sort of as a teenager that left an imprint on me. And what really was tough was leaving my mom when I was a kid, when I was 11, I had to move from Edmonton out to Victoria and for those that are listening, like that aren't from Canada, that's, you know, for a kid, that's a 12 hour drive. It was a long way. And that was kind of like the first time that really like shattered my heart as a kid, because I was like having to leave my mom and all my family in Edmonton to go out West. And at the time I was excited. I didn't realize, but the shit that unfolded after that. And in my teenage years, um, if I had to go back, I would, you couldn't pay me enough money to go back to those days and having to go. And my dad getting remarried to this crazy woman with four kids right out of a movie. I got bullied in a new school. It was, it was a lot and it really fucked with my, like my state of like who I thought I was, my confidence, you know, thank God I was a hockey player at the time. Cause it gave me this like it was like my one thing that was solid, but everything was like very emotionally um, taxing on my body, my mind. And that was kind of the start to when I look back at like when things started to really get tough and it led into addictive behaviors, which we can talk about. But um, that was the start. And there's a lot that happened after that that we can go into. But for me, like, Doing this work now and what I recommend to people that I work with too is like, you just got to understand, like, and go back to like where this stuff started. And for me, like a lot of my patterns and a lot of my disbelief about myself and, you know, lack of confidence and all of this stuff kind of goes back to those days. And, um, as a kid, a kid shouldn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And and unfortunately for me, that was just the story that I had to go through. But um, yeah, that was the, I would say that would be the start of where things got really squirrely for me.
0: It seems too that the like the seed that gets planted to knock us off course. Um, it's often even before the really traumatic stuff. Yeah. Um, I I don't yeah, see psychics anymore, but I saw a psychic once who told me you think it started. Like in grade seven, it actually started when you were four. Yeah. And she what the thing was, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're right." Yeah. That that that's a thing for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know. Like when I look back now, at those times, like a lot of the stuff that stems in our lives later on comes from that, that inner child. Right. I know that word inner child gets used a lot, but it's really true that a lot of things that happen at, in those times are so, so important and you, it shapes you. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, <laughs> what, what ended up happening down the road, like, you know, and, and then eventually losing my brother to suicide and my dad to cancer, Within like eighteen months, um, I feel like a lot of that pain that I went through at a young age, like, was preparing me almost for like later on what was going to happen. Because although I went through a lot of death, it still didn't. It still didn't hurt me the same way as it did when I was that age. So it was like it's really interesting how the pain that we go through conditions us later on in life too. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, and just different types of pain, you know, like the, the having to leave your mom and having to be in a new space and then be bullied. There's an element of betrayal there. Um, This isn't how it's supposed to go where death is just loss. You know, death is it's simpler in that way. Yeah. um what you went through before that was much more complicated
1: yeah yeah and I uh there was a quote that I heard too. it was interesting. it's like grief is love without a place to go or something like that like it was a really I don't know where that that quote just popped up the other day. And it really landed with me because I think a lot of people can't really, I I didn't know how to handle grief and I don't know how much grief that you've been through, but it's like, it's tough. And, you know, that's a big part of like, I think what a lot of people are going through now as well is like how to process that grief when you lose somebody, because, you don't really have tools on how to, how to go through it. And, and even like grief of like, there's a lot of like grief that goes on with, with people. And even like the world that we're living in with giving up jobs that they used to have, or, you know, losing people that they thought were their friends. Like there's a lot of grieving going on. A lot of people don't know how to do it. And I feel that like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are grieving and they don't really realize it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, just even having the veil lifted off of your eyes. Um, Yeah, you're right, grief doesn't just have to be a person, it's your old life, it's your profession, it's everything that you knew to be true. Um, Grief is the collective emotion that a lot of people are feeling and because it's so heavy and it's so intense the way that most people are choosing to deal with it is by numbing themselves yeah um and they think that they're healing because they can detach or they can still have fun but it's it's not the right energy. They're not present. Uh, you know, someone described it to me as like a, a "fuck you" kind of energy. I'm like, that's not healed. Mm. This like get your back up, screw you. That's not healed. Yeah. Um. You gotta. You actually have to pay attention to this really uncomfortable feeling, which also will involve you taking responsibility for whatever you can take responsibility for the word responsibility um but that's what we need right now it, it's not the world's fault it's not uh our cousins fault our spouses fault everyone around us it's uh th- this life is ours to deal with and not very many people like to do that work
1: yeah oh yeah there's a lot of wounded energy out there you see mm-hmm. it a lot and some people just need a hug you know <laughs> like <laughs> but everybody's doing their best. You know, I, yeah. I try and like, we all judge as humans, right. We all judge people as much as we say we don't, but I try not to as much these days. I just try and say, all right, you know, that's where they're at. You know, they're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. If they could do better, they would, be, they would do better as far as things. And I think everybody's on their own journey. And I don't think everybody is meant to be at the same place that we are like, as I am, or you, I mm-hmm. think that's part of life's journey. Right. And, um, it's their journey to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, kind of takes the pressure off a bit because if we can focus yeah. on ourselves, I have found when I focus on myself and do the things that I know work for me and to get my vibe, my energy at the highest level I can, Somehow things around me just improve. I don't know what it is, you know. Somehow the 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 lens that I see life gets a little bit clearer, a little bit happier, a little more optimistic, and I go, hmm, okay. I feel like the universe mm-hmm. gives us that feedback, right? I feel like it's like, you know, for me, like if I do those things and then life starts to feel good and start to come, opportunities start to come. And I'm like, oh, okay, what did I do? What did I do today or yesterday? Like, why? Like, I want to pay attention to that. How was I feeling? You know, I want to do that because I think that is a representation of, you know, the state that I'm in. And I find the worst shit always happens, the worst news or some. Someone emails me about a bill that I didn't pay or some phone come. It all comes when I'm feeling like shit, when I'm like kind of down, I didn't do the things. And I'm like, why is this happening right now? Why? Why could it, you know, but it never happens when I'm at that level where I'm like doing the things that I know work or feeling good for some reason. I don't know. That just for me seems to be the thing. So then I'm like, all right. So there's the evidence for me. So I want to focus on things that make me feel better. And that's the thing too. It's like, I, I can't follow people on social media. I have to be super, super careful who I follow and who I watch and consume now because it's just, man, it's not worth it. Like it's, it's a cost. Yeah. If, if, it's, if, it's, yeah. if it's taken away your happiness or your joy, what the fuck is the point of that? Like, what is the point? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, man, I don't care. I want to feel good. I want to feel joyful in this world because I can't create from a place of lack and fear and doom and gloom. I just can't. I can't. I went down that road. I've been down that. And I'm like, I know the problem. I know the shit. I can't create from that place. Right. I can only create when I'm feeling good, happy, alive. And, 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 and that's, you know, what's true for me. So that's what I really need to pay attention to these days. And I think it's, it's our duty as human beings to figure that out or have, have that self-awareness to understand, you know, what brings us up and what brings us down. Right. And, 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 and how can we serve best and how, you know, cause we're, we're in serve, we're serving people, right? You're serving people, you're doing amazing things online. And it's like, we all have our things. We all have our ways of getting to that, that frequency where we're like feeling good and, and inspiring people. And like, that's the energy that changes the world. Like that is it. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. And it it's yeah.
0: helpful to feel awful. It, it's helpful yeah. to know what that feels like. Totally. Um, cause same as you, like, I'm not, I'm not a healed person. Um, I've just gone through many different iterations of this. I've tried many things. I've gone through my numbing stage. I've gone through my addiction stage. I've gone through my spiritual bypassing stage, um, getting really addicted to spiritual and health practices. Like it's a crutch stage. Yeah. I've been able to disconnect from those things. Um, they're all just different stages. But what one one thing that a lot of people don't know, um, a lot of people don't know what it feels like, though, to genuinely feel really, really good. I mean, crystal clear, I mean, steady, not needing a crutch. And I was laughing when you were talking about like, it's so basic, like do the things that make you feel good, or you're not going to handle stress well. And last night, I did all the things I tell myself aren't good for me. I ended up drinking a coffee way too late in the day. I ended up working on my computer way too late and I'm trying to get to sleep and I can't and I feel anxious and I'm stressing over this stupid little thing. We're, we're going to Mexico next week and the thing in my head was who's going to watch our dogs and it started building up like this really intense issue <laughs> and i couldn't sleep over it and then i woke up this morning early and i went to the gym and i sent a text found someone to watch the dog i'm like this isn't even a problem what was last night all about <laughs> like yeah. i just made this drama over absolutely nothing but it's because i didn't take care of the basics so no wonder i can't handle little things
1: yeah it's so true right like and it's it's good you know it's it's good that you know that right and and it's in it's not that that's what i think is a good opportunity too is that that's not an opportunity to beat yourself up or because i think what happens with these when we have these routines and these like things to check off what can happen is if we don't do them then we're like i'm a fucking idiot oh i don't care about my life i'm not a good entrepreneur and all this stuff right and then we can get into this like shame and beating ourselves up and that defeats the whole purpose right because then you're back into that like low vibe it's just like i i think when we do fall off and we don't do the things it's kind of like okay tomorrow's a new day like big deal yeah i know now i realize it i understand it but like okay big deal shit happens i'm human and i think that's such an opportunity because i know that when i used to you know when i was doing all these things these checklists of things which i still do but like There's certain things that I don't miss, but there's certain things that if I do, oh, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's the framing of like, you know, how you feel when you don't do it, because you're going to fall off, you're going to feel like shit some days. And I think that is the time where it's like, like you said, it's good to know, it's good to feel that, that like shit some days, because you're kind of like, oh, all right, but it's good to pay attention to why you feel like shit too. Like, did this A lot of people out there just they don't realize, they don't have the awareness that like, oh, I feel like shit today. It just happened accidentally. Well, it's like, no. Like, what did you did you drink enough water today? No, I haven't drinking any water. Okay. Have you exercised? No. Okay. Have you have you been scrolling on social media, doom and gloom? Yes. Okay. Have you have you like? Uh, have you like what have you read a book have you done anything to like serve your soul or your your brain or your mind or body no I haven't and like this morning I had leftover pizza It's like well no wonder no wonder you feel like shit it's like just understanding that it doesn't just accidentally happen so for me I'm like I've always been like okay I feel like this because of the choices I made but I'm not gonna beat myself up I'm just gonna learn from it right I'm gonna say I know better than that so now, I might not do that because I know it doesn't make me feel good and I know this makes me feel good. So I'm going to do more of that. And, but versus like, Oh fuck, I suck. I'm just going to give up everything now because I just failed one day or I didn't read my 10 pages today or, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. there's like that balance of, of, of learning without beating yourself up. I know that I've, being had to, I've had to give myself you know? that advice many times.
0: Yeah. And it's so hard not to be rigid or ride the pendulum swing. Uh, Like I love the pendulum swing hard. I I say, I oscillate between rave and monk, Uh, (laughs) like used to love partying and then like would feel like ass at the end and would lock myself in my house for the longest period of time on like a juice cleanse um, and just hide from everybody. But that, that's not a good way to live, being being rigid. And I see, I, I'm guilty of it myself. Um, that's also no way to, like, I think we should be disciplined. I think yeah. disciplined is something good, but rigidity isn't, you know, I don't want to be rigid with like a six hour morning routine that if I miss any element of that, I'm going to be frazzled. Yeah. Um, or I end up getting anxious because I have to be in a social situation that has booze and I'm trying not to drink, you know, it and this is the hardest thing is living somewhere in the middle yeah, in, in moderation that that's a hard skill, especially for people, most people that, um, are, are more likely
1: to do the pendulum swing. Yeah. Oh my God. I can resonate with that so much. It's either all or nothing. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'll order fucking two large pizzas or no pizza at all. It's just like, yeah. like I, um, I, I, yeah. And I think it's funny. Cause Alex Hermosey brought up a good point too. Cause like at first when he was talking about, he's very anti-routine and I'd be like, no, Alex, you're wrong but I, I try and listen to like, I love listening to other people that challenge my beliefs because that's how you grow. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I I really want to listen because it's like, well, why am I triggered by this? I want to hear what, like, what is the reasoning? And then like, he talks about how these routines, we become dependent on them. And I'm like, yeah, like, Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: it's super important, but at the same time, like, can you operate without it? Are you like still able to, and it's a good point it's a good point. Like he says, you know, these become crutches, like you mentioned, like, is this a crutch for you? Is this another like addiction? And can you operate without it? But then my other argument is, well, why would you, if you know, it works, like there's this thing, right. And for me, like meditation and breath work for me has become a staple for me because it like it connects me to myself and i become better at working i become better at speaking i become better at everything so i can't just get up and have a black coffee and work i don't find it i don't feel as dialed into myself and my creativity but hey maybe some some can and i've tried it you know i've i've done it but it's like um i notice i notice a difference but i think it's good sometimes to go off it to see if you can do the things without it but then, you know, figure out what's best for you and like what you can stick to. I think it doesn't have to be like five hours and three hours, but I think um, there should be some sort of like some sort of thing that you can stick to. Cause I mean, that's what helps you build that confidence too. Right. It's like sticking to the things and. Well, what I'm
0: hearing is that you're paying attention to the results. Um, This is where I get really confused. I, I used to have a yoga studio, I used yeah. to teach at yoga festivals, I've had amazing yoga teachers, breathwork teachers, spiritual gurus. There's a lot of people in that community that are touting different practices as the way and yeah. they are stuck in the darkness. Um, And I don't know what the answer is to that because I think there's a lot of people doing, they, they keep doing these practices whether it's plant medicine or, you know, going to India and studying with certain gurus. And I, and I know these people and they're not doing well. They're anxious. They're very depressed. And I think it depends on the teacher. And I think it depends on where it's coming from. Um, And I don't think enough people investigate things by the fruits of their action. So like you said, this routine makes you a better person, makes you calmer, helps you speak. great. There's a lot of people continuing to do these things like a crutch and they're not doing well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great point like that's a whole other can of worms too with people and and the psychedelic community and and plant medicine and and continually chasing the next experience. You know, I was part of like um, a group in 2020 and I got to know a lot of people that and I, in the plant medicine and psychedelic space, and there is a lot of very beneficial uh, medicines that can help people. right? And I got to learn a lot about it, but I also witnessed people just swapping one addiction for that it's the thing and, is when you when you go and do these journeys um it's very easy to want more answers and what happens is you get answers. you you get you get shown things right given things uh you know a, almost like a to do list or like a takeaway list or you know insight And what happens is a lot of people say, well, no, 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 That's not, I want more. I want more. I want more answers. I want more. And what happens is it gets, and then a lot of people take things literally because they see that they're with somebody up in the astral and they think they're supposed to be with it on, you know, this plane. And there gets to, there's a lot of confusion. And I think it ends up, it it ends up messing people up because it's almost like there's too much information and too many different ways for them to handle in the human body. And Mm -hmm. you have to be able to to take all of that and integrate it into the 3D reality, into your day-to-day life. Otherwise, it's just an experience, right? You're just chasing another experience. Is there stuff going on behind the scenes that we can't see? Yes. Is there healing going on? Yes. But the main thing about a lot of this. And it's the same thing if you read a bunch of books. It's the same thing if you go to a bunch of seminars. I talk about this in my book. It's one of the adversity archetypes I call the fixer. It's like they're addicted to more of information, more things, more of this, more plant medicine experiences, but they're not taking that and applying it in their life. They want the next book. Well, this one doesn't doesn't suit me, so I'm going to get the next book or the next Tony Robbins seminar, the next plant medicine. It's all the same shit right? So it's like they're
0: the hard part.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, but what happens is, is that if you learn from too many places and too many things, you end up getting overwhelmed and confused. And yeah. I see, I've saw this particularly in the, I see this in all the industries, but you know, speaking of plant medicine and like, that's what gets people, I think, confused and why a lot of people that are in that space aren't doing that well is because they get lost in the mystical and not in the practical, they don't combine it. They don't integrate and the integration in life is, is the most important, you know, like I, and I don't want to speak for other people or judge other people for doing this. That's their life and their journey. But what I have noticed in the the plant medicine journeys that I've done, and even the seminars I've gone to and the books I've read, it's like, I have to apply it. And if I haven't done that takeaway list, then I shouldn't be seeking the next experience until I've done the thing that I was supposed to do from that. Like, that's the way I feel it's, there's there, yeah. like, why would I seek more? Why do I not to say like, everybody's different, but for me, like when I was speaking to like plant medicine and stuff, it's like, it's, it's very, it's a problem I see out there. And I see it in a lot of different ways that it's like, You got to integrate it. You got to take the stuff. You got to do the things in real life, and you got to make sure that it's applicable to your life, because you have to live in this 3D world, right? So how do you take that and apply it? And I think the people that do really well in life have the ability to balance out the mystical with the practical, and I think that's why people like Dr. Joe Dispenza, his work has completely changed my life because it's not just about The woo-woo spiritual stuff. That's an aspect of it, connecting to God, source, the greater power. But then how do you bring that into form, into your life, into your daily life? That's like the superpower. Mm -hmm. But I think people are either, you know, too driven in their ego with their business and they're burning themselves out. And there's people that are out, you know, they're they're floating around in the astral and they don't. There's there's a combination that you gotta bury. And if I think the people that can really kick ass in life, have the ability to have both of those. And I just think that, um, that's, that's a skill in itself too, is to be able to combine those two. And
0: want to apply that to everything, like the integration. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the amount of times I've looked for a new health practitioner or a new supplement because it's not working. And then I look at, did you actually do the full, like, 12 week 20. um elimination diet no you you stopped around like week two and always looking for like that next supplement that's going to be the game changer or the next doctor that's going to tell you what's wrong with you or apply that to business like the amount of people that start feeling bad about themselves and their work because it's not working yeah. and then I look at what they're doing and I'm like, well you're not working. You're not consistently applying this and doing this, but you're starting to get in your head that you need some. You need to chase the new, next shiny thing. No, yeah. you just needed to stay the course. Like whatever you choose, not whatever, but most of the time it's just consistency. You're you're getting high, learning about the new tool, or you come to these master classes, or you listen to a coach, or you hire the, hire the doctor, and you love that little hit of dopamine you get about possibility but then when it actually comes to go and do the thing you're like nah that doesn't feel as good as learning about the thing
1: ah it's so true it's so true and what I've come to realize especially with like uh nutrition health and nutrition over the years like I've been obsessed with learning about this stuff for years being an athlete and realizing how wrong all the information was when I was playing hockey growing up. And like, if I knew what I do now, it'd be a completely different story, but just understanding that it doesn't matter what diet you do. If you stick to something, you're going to get results. If you stick to anything and you restrict certain things and you do, and you, and you eat a certain way for 90 days, you're going to get results. Like, that's the, the truth of it. But like you said, most people will not stick to anything for 90 days. It seems yeah. like a short period of time, but it's actually tough. And I admire anybody that can stick to anything for 90 days. Like if you could do something 90 days in a row, you will fucking win. Like legit. And if it means that you got to go on, uh, if you go on a, a, a keto diet for 90 days, if you go on a, a, a paleo diet for 90 days, if you go on carnivore, if you go on, I don't care what diet you go on. Like Seriously though, if you combine that with like good habits and working out and, you know, eating properly for that, you are going to have serious results. And I believe that too, when it comes to business, when it comes to anything else, And I, the people that I've seen that have done really well have been able to do that. Have I been amazing at that? No, I'm the same. I'll get, I rarely will stick to something for 90 days, but now having this conversation, I feel like I want to try it (laughs) because I'm like, I know it works, but there's times where I'll, I'll doubt the thing like, but I'll be like, Oh, I've only done it for 28 days or 27 days. Well, that's not what the fucking protocol is. The protocol is 90 days or whatever. And that's yeah. what I think, like even doing 75 hard last year, 75 days is a lot, <laughs> you know, doing that. Have you heard of yeah. 75 hard?
0: I have. Yeah. Okay.
1: That, that program was so beneficial to me in so many ways. It was there is something, we have these limitations, at least I did, about what is possible and how much a person can work out and all these things. And yeah, should you work out two times a day? 99% of people will say no. But here's what happens, is that when it's non-negotiable and you're like, I'm fucking doing this no matter what, all of a sudden, the ceiling just like goes away and you're like, 60 days in, you're like, this is easy. Two days, of th- this this was a story I was telling myself. Like, this is a story. And that's, we yeah. live in these stories from other people that give us these limitations about things. And it's like, it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. And 75 hard was one of those things where you stick to it for 75 days. You read 10 pages, you drink a gallon of water, you work out twice a day. You know, you, you do the things, no cheat meals. And that was like, It had profound effects on my confidence as a human. And just watching the weight just lean out and just feeling good like that fucking shit that I thought I couldn't do, I can do. And it's like, it just gives you this level. And then on top of it, you're able to just, other people see you doing it and they're like, whoa, I wanna do that too. And then that's how like magic happens. That's how people start to get inspired. Right. But, I tell you 90 days is a lot, but 75 days is a lot too. If you stick to something, you know,
0: me Lance, you and I are starting 75 hard January 1st. It's go time. Yeah, Yeah, we should.
1: (laughs) Let's do it. I've been meaning to start it. It's like, it it is like a mental tough. It's like not people think it's like a fitness challenge, but it's not. It's a mental toughness challenge. Because no. even the simplest thing is remembering to take a photo. If you fail that, you're out. And it's like drinking a gallon of water sometimes can be a task for people. It's crazy. And yeah. you know, for me, the workouts were easy. But it was, yeah. it, it was like some days I didn't want to read the book. Some days I was like 10 pages. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. No, you got to read the book. You got to read the book. 10 pages. Then you read it. You're like, yes, I did it. Check. And it's like, it's, it's crazy what that does to your, to your confidence. Right. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I got pretty hyped up about that. It was like a good reminder We're
0: doing it. I'm ready <laughs> yeah. in my calendar, but you're right. It, it is all a mind game. So like yeah. I, I did three harsh things in the last couple of months, things that I said I would never do because um, I made up this huge story in my head of I wasn't going to be able to do that. And it was going to be too hard for me. One was giving up coffee. The other was fasting. Um, I am hugely addicted to eating all the time. I'm a stress eater. I'm always snacking. And I started doing Vanessa Grutman's protocol. And there were six days of fasting. So 348 hour fast. And I was like, never never can I do that. But I did some blood work. Uh, I kind of saw where I was at. And that really helped uh, show me like the necessity of that I was willing to try. And it wasn't that bad. Like it really wasn't that hard. Every now and then this little flutter of emotion would come up that was like, girl, you're gonna die. And then I would just wait it out for two seconds and it would go away. And by the end, like a huge changes in my health, it like kickstarted my whole body. But the confidence that came from that, I was like, huh, physically, it actually wasn't that bad. It was a mental game. Same with the coffee. You know, I had I had some headaches, but nothing crazy. It wasn't that bad. Um, And what was the other thing? I can't even remember. I'm having a brain fart. But the drama that I created around, Oh, I could never do that. Uh, it really was just a story.
1: That's yeah. Good for you because these fasts, this is one thing I, I haven't been able to do yet is fast for longer than 48 hours. And I believe that it is, I'm the same. And I resonate with this is that, I justify a lot of things with food, even if it's healthy, even if it's yogurt and fruit at night, like, I don't know what it is, but it's like this comfort addiction to me. And I'll fully admit it. Like I like to eat. I love it. And I do use it. And I think 99, I don't know about 99%, but most people use food and they don't realize it as a numbing agent, as an escape. And I do, I'll admit it. I, whatever I, it is what it is. So for me, I, I, I really admire you for being able to do that or anybody that fasts. Because to me, I'm like, holy shit, I could go work out. I'll jump in the ocean. I'll do all the things. But man, fasting for I've, 10 days, people do. I'm like, it's been tough. Um, I really want to do cause it, it too because I think it's a good reset, right? It's a good reset yep. for the gut and everything. It's a good reminder. It-
0: it's nothing it's one of the hardest things cuz it's nothing it's not the pill it's not the next great it's just nothing it's just you and your feelings and for whatever reason um i just kept getting these downloads these little like epiphanies call it my higher self call it god and i kept on getting this message like you should fast and pray you should fast and pray and those t- two things always go really well together but i was like sorry god not doing it not fasting and then when I finally committed to the fasting, I, I started praying. I found it really hard to pray while fasting. I found it deeply uncomfortable. Um, maybe just cause you're, you're naked, you're raw again, nothing, nothing is in that space. Um, yeah, there, there's a reason why they, they pair those two things together because you're really forced to, I think, face yourself and all these things that are churning up for you without distraction.
1: Yeah. Uh I it's another reminder that it's for me, it's it's on the list for things to do. Um, you know, because I think it's such a it's such an ancient practice. Like the people have been doing this for years and think about how much we eat. It's fucking, it's mind boggling. Sorry. I'm just dropping F bombs, like going out of style right now. (laughs) Um, I just like, it's crazy how much we eat. At least for me too. Like I will eat so much food and I'm like, do you need that much food? And the thought of fasting and not having that as an outlet is like almost scary. But I also know that, it's essential. There's another thing that I feel like that I'm called to do as well. And it's to do one of those darkness retreats. You ever heard of those
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: where you go sit in the dark and
0: Aubrey Marcus talks about those. It yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember he went in one before our, I was in his mastermind in 2020. So he had just finished one and he, we then we had a, a summit in Tulum this was like literally February, 2020, right before COVID. So it was like, I remember him talking about it. And I was like, so intrigued by it because like, I just think about all the distractions in the world, at least for me, like I have an addiction to my phone and I have to literally delete Instagram and apps off it. And I have to put it in the other room. It's, it's like, it's it's wild sometimes to feel I'm like, Whoa, what are you doing? Like, you don't even want to be on this thing. You need to like chill. Like, what is this about this device? I don't want to do that on my laptop. Like, what is it about that? Like, it's crazy. So it's like, I think about imagine sitting for four days in the dark of not having that any, any sort of like stimulus and just being with yourself. Like what clarity could come yeah. The darkness retreat. That's something that it's funny. We're, t- we're having these conversations because you're, we're talking about things that I feel like need to be revisited. So I'm grateful for this conversation we're talking about like 75 hard, we're talking about fasting, the darkness. And I'm like, for me, it's like, these are the things that you need to do this year, this coming year. And, the reason, yeah, the, the the darkness retreat I think is important because it's an opportunity to disconnect from the stuff that we're constantly bombarded with, right? And one of the things that I do in my life and I'm really doubling down on is breath work and meditation as I talked about, but like, it allows me to really connect to the truth, which is my heart which is God, which is intuition. Like that's the truth. The rest is bullshit. The rest, you're either living in truth or somebody else's story or somebody else's projection. Right. And a lot of it is like our lives are a bunch of like opinions and we're getting taken this way or that way. And it's like, Whoa, wait a second. Is this true to me? Is this actually my truth? Or is this someone else? So the ability, any opportunity I get to sit, you know, and, 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 connect that's why breath work for me and i'm getting i'm almost certified like completely certified in it is like the ability to be able to for myself and to help people tap into that and be able to tap into that like truth because that's where the creativity comes that's where like the messages come right and i think something like the darkness retreat there's no choice but for you to connect to that because there's no stimulant at all stimulus at all. Right. So I think any opportunity that human beings can have to take away the distraction of life, even if it's for 10, five minutes a day to go inward, the more you can do the better, because then it's only going to reveal more of the truth. And the truth is all you have, right? That's, that's like a big part of my mission is like helping people create from the truth, the heart, like that's who you really are. Like, yeah, everybody says to do this and that, but what's true to you? And a lot of people will live their whole life not even tapping into that. And we have access, we there's tools to tap into that, right? And that's your heart. Your heart is the truest that you can possibly have. And it's that's what that's I believe was God is is connected to us, right? Through our intuition. And those opportunities, like the darkness retreat meditation, breath work, whatever it is you can do to do that, to disconnect, I think is a really good move. And for me, like that's something that has been on my radar for a while. So I think it's a good reminder for me selfishly.
0: (laughs) Breath work is so powerful. It cracks you open, not the nice feel. I mean, all of it's good, but, um, I have a feeling like you're doing the transformational type of breath work that is really intense to, to stay in. I, I think I saw a photo of your teacher. Um, it does something to you. Are, are you thinking of combining that with your current coaching services?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I felt I lacked in my life was a tangible tool to help people with. And now some people argue like, Oh no, you know, it's just your energy that people connect with. And I I get it. And you know, I wrote a book, I have the podcast and all that. But for me, I felt yes, but I, I want something that I can say that I know has worked for me. I talk about it in my book. It's had the most profound effect in my life and that's breath work. All my answers, everything that I do has come from intuition. Everything that I All my ideas, creative ideas, from the title of my book to like everything I do has been like that nudge. Like it's, it was like, oh, that's it. Like it's like a knowing, it's like an inner knowing. And that has always come from doing things like that. So now I want to help people with something tangible. So yes, we can do the breathwork journeys, but it's the daily practice that has the most transformation. So my goal is to have the transformational breathwork. Like my, my mentor, you know, it's awakened breathwork. So Lucas, Lucas Mack and Hella Weston. Lucas Mack is basically Jake Paul's, you know, one-on-one coach. So I'm learning from him and he is, he is like a walking example of like embodying the work. Like it's, a lot of people you see online they they promote things but then they don't actually embody it like what i like about people that i learn from is like wow they actually they actually embody it they're actually getting those results in their life they're actually manifesting the life of their dreams fuck that's it that's inspiring and the message is from love. It's a place of, it's a, it's always a place of, from kindness. And for me being a guy that's like, likes to shit talk and, and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. From being an athlete, I I've, I've really embodied more kindness and more acceptance and more like, uh, um, empathy and compassion for people. And I feel like doing this work has helped me with that. But, but also back to your question, like, yeah, I want to have something where I can say, okay, we're going to go deep what do you want to work on? Like, where, where are you struggling? Like, whether it's trauma, whether it's inner child work, a lot of it is the same. It's all from the same process. Whether it's wanting to reach new levels and heights in your in, in your career, whether it's you're burnt out and now you're like tired of creating from that place, you want to create from your heart, like I spoke about. It gives you the opportunity to go in there. And where I see myself is like being a, an, a former athlete when I do these breathwork journeys, it tends to be, I always end up doing the visualizations. I always end up working with people that want to level up. Like it seems to be like what they want to work on. And for some reason being like a hockey player, it's like, that's like where I can really use my, the way I, you know, that like, kick-in-the-ass inspiration, but also help them visualize and help them like, okay, and like really paint that picture of where they want to be and and like push them when they need to push, but also let them know that they're at their own pace. And that's what I found to be really um, the area that I I want to steer towards is like the athlete, the high performer that's like, all right, it's time to reach new heights. Like what are these limitations? Like where do we need to go? Um, and And I've found just for my own self and the people, anybody that I've worked with, people that I'm learning from, like the results that have come from consistently doing it and maintenance of it has been profound. And we have access to it at all times. Like we have access to our breath. Like it's a it's a miracle. If you think about it that we can get to okay. an, a a non ordinary state of consciousness and, and 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 tap into these different levels and release unexpressed emotions just through our breath. Is it easy? No, it can be really challenging, but so is life, right? And the more we can develop this resilience, the more that the problems we face in our lives, which we will become easier, right? After a deep breathwork journey, man, a lot of things or a hard workout, a lot of things don't really bother me. Like, do you agree? Like when you've done something like that, it's like- who I've I've kind of like set myself up. I put my body armor for on for the day. It's like I'm ready and like everything's just like easier. Life is easier when you've done those things. But if you go into life and you get thrown these problems, especially as an entrepreneur, man, it can be tough. It can be tough sometimes if you're not regulated. If you're not your emotion, your nervous system is not regulated. You haven't you haven't worked out, you haven't sweat, you haven't done things. A lot of these like problems can become so much bigger than they need to be, you know? So yeah, that's, uh, you can tell I'm pretty passionate about it.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm really getting from this conversation and it's where I'm at, like with my coaching business and, and I hear the same in yours. Um, you know, we can do the deep work. Sure. You want to go do shadow work, inner child work. We can talk about your trauma. We can, we can go deep and dig around in there but what time did you go to bed last night? Are you exercising? Yeah. Are you eating well? Like, yeah, let's go do like an experiential uh, experience. Let's go do the um, let's go do the darkness retreat. Let's go do Iowa. You can do those things. Yeah. Um, and they can be beneficial to you, but really, it's the daily things that you do every single day that matter the most. And they're really simple things. Yeah. Breathe eat slow down throw your phone in the other room uh you can handle the world if you do some pretty basic self care right now
1: 100% i i say it like uh you know i was thinking about this it's the transformation is in the daily practices that's where mm-hmm. it happens it's it, it's not in the big events it's not in the big journeys it's not in the big things yes those are powerful but it's it's in the daily stuff it's in the daily practices over time one of the one of my favorite books of all time is the compound effect Have you ever read that no oh it's so good oh man it's it's a game changer but it's like talks about just like the little things every single day how they compound over time and things add up like we're talking about, right? And if you can just break things down and do them daily, like even if it's five minutes a day, you sit in breath work or you do meditation five minutes, man, you're going to get so much more from that than doing one, one hour session a week. Like you're just, the consistency is the stuff that creates that long lasting change. And, uh, over time that's, and you see that, right? Like there's a lot of a lot of things sometimes we don't even notice that you're like, oh, shit. I've been doing that for a while and things are things are starting to happen. And I remember like even with the podcast, you know, doing it for so many years. I remember just I was like, you know what? I'm, I don't care about the, the end result here. I just want to keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And eventually, you know, things, just opportunities and things and people would just show up and it's like, just, just the consistency of it, you know, and 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 not worrying about trying to see some result right away. It's like just do the thing, you know, just trust, trust that it's gonna work out. And uh, but I think a lot of people aren't willing to do it long enough to see a result, and it's super important to have that awareness in the moment.
0: It's like the, the secret is keep doing it. <laughs> that's yeah. the secret. Isn't it though? <laughs> like you can't
1: yeah. fail unless you stop. Like yes. I, Seriously though, like, because you're going to get feedback and if it doesn't work out, well, like the only time you failed is if you quit and you just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm completely done. And then you go the other way. Like, yeah, that's it. Just keep doing it. But it's crazy how many people quit. And you probably see this a lot too, right? Like people quit before they even get started. Yep. Like it's it's like so many people quit things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They quit everything. And then they wonder, it's because we we live in a world where there's this perception that everything has to happen fast. And if it doesn't, you suck. And this part of this like automated business world that we're living in that people forget the fundamentals. And I know you're very big on the fundamentals, but a lot of people just want to skip, skip the, the heart, the, the stuff that the meat and potatoes and just go to like the dessert. But It's not like that, right? It's like, you gotta, you gotta do the things. And you know, when I first got into entrepreneurship, I was like, all there's this, all this, like, Oh, everything's automated do this automated. You don't have to do anything, get somebody else to do the sales calls and all that. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. But I didn't, you don't learn anything that way. Like it feels good to get your hands dirty and get into the trenches and learn and lose money sometimes. And somebody fucks you over and it's like, Oh, okay. For, you know, (laughs) that's, that's the part of that's, that's what you, that's the value. If you just get in and all of a sudden things just work out and you just become a billionaire overnight, you're not going to be happy. Like you will, you'll find a reason to not be happy. And that's what the thing that I really realized is that I wanted in the beginning, I wanted to skip all this stuff because I read like, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss book about, you know, automating everything. Great book, but, um, a four hour work week, but like, I just feel like that's kind of become the society we live in. Everybody just wants the shortcuts. They don't want to do the daily things. And it's funny because the daily things are what bring you the most rewards. They bring you the most satisfaction. And, you know, specifically in business, like, man, sometimes the shit you don't want to do is like the shit you need to do. And you learn the most from it. And you're like, I'm glad I did that, you know? And then you become more valuable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like personally, I kind of get repelled by that. Like if I see an ad for a course and everything is just like picture perfect and I can tell it's like a ton of funnels and like all these systems, um, you know, first of all, my ADHD brain is like, "Eh, that looks too complicated for me. I I don't like really intricate systems, but it just really lacks any kind of soul. Um, You know, I've managed to build a business uh, imperfectly just by being who I am, making yeah. content that's not like Instagram drool worthy and none of that actually mattered. and it's easier and it's more fun. and I get to play with exactly what you're talking with, uh, talking about. Um, you know, how do I how do I make really good videos and connect with people? How do yeah. I become a better speaker? How do I become a better writer? You won't learn any of that from AI or automation. None.
1: Yeah. And you do a great job too. We were talking before and I was like, I I don't do enough content. And when I see yours, I'm like, man, she does a good job. You know, I admire people that have thoughtful content and I'm like, oh, it's good. I didn't think of that, you know? And yeah, like that's the world we're living in right now is that now it's even worse. We got AI. Look, AI can be used for great things, but it's going to eliminate creativity. And um, it's going to, I feel like it's going to take away from a lot of like the human aspect of learning shit. And I guess maybe that's how the world will be. People won't need to know certain things, but where I have, when people ask me about entrepreneurship, they, they like, what is the most rewarding thing? Like, I have to say, like, like getting like all of the mistakes. I'm not just saying that because it's fun to talk about. It's the mistakes that made me learn and look back and go, oh shit, I didn't know that. I made the best decision I could in the moment. It didn't work out. I got burned. Wow, what a lesson. I invested (laughs) in this thing. Boom, the money's gone. Ooh, that hurts. But what happened i learned i became a little wiser a little smarter a little bit more uh you, you know and like that's the beauty of it it is in the journey it is in the road to the success it's like it's it's getting really dirty sometimes it's it's being okay with that because look that's what you're going to talk about later nobody cares about how you the end result nobody gives a shit People want to know mm-hmm. how how relatable your story is to them. And sometimes yeah. the more shit you go through, the more you can relate with the person. Like I can relate now to the person I was 6 years ago so much better because I'm like, man, I get it. I know where you're at. Like just just trust that like doing the doing the daily the work and learning business and learning this stuff is really valuable. And like getting burned once in a while is almost like a prerequisite. Like losing money you got like, it's part of it. It's like, you know, sometimes you just, it, it's, you don't know if you don't, not everything's going to work out and entrepreneurship. You have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with things not always working out because it is, it will shine a light on weaknesses. It'll shine a light on the things that you aren't doing, the, the things you try and hide from. It'll shine a light on like you know, so much but then it, it forces you to grow. It's like the best personal growth journey in itself. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny just talking about entrepreneurship itself. Cause it's like, you don't realize how much you've learned until you like really think of talk about it. It's yeah. like such a wild ride, you know,
0: fun ride. Well, Besides the 75 hard that we're going to start on January 1st together, um, what are you creating right now in, in 2024 that you're excited about? I, uh, I did a call with my members last night and we were talking about this. What are you bringing to life in 2024? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at first I thought it was spiritual bypassing with how awful the world seems to be. I had to really sit with myself like, is this wrong? To actually just focus on forward momentum, on my work, on like, even like, is it, is it tone deaf to think about creating a good future for myself? And I got as clear as day that it's the only way through. If we had more people here that are focused on purposeful work, like we wouldn't have war. We wouldn't have these problems. So what's, what's Lance creating in 2024 that you're excited about?
1: Carla, I just want to say like you're absolutely right. Like you by you doing the thing, you're inspiring others to do the thing. Somebody's got to lead, right? Like not everybody can just get get caught in the mud. Somebody's got to say, "All right, let's go. Let's fucking go. Enough." You know? Start following your heart, start doing the things connecting to your soul, your purpose. Like enough with the bullshit. That is the only way out. It's not talking about the problem anymore. We all know. like We all know what how, how messed up shit is. The problem is that people don't create things that they don't really do things they want to do. And it's created this fucking chaos in the world. If everybody just did shit that they fucking love. Now, I'm not saying everybody's situations allow them to do that. Like we gotta do some shit to do the things we love. But I believe that there should at least be like seeds planted in the direction of like passionate things that you care about and that force you to grow. You know, Joe Rogan talks about this all the time. Is you know, about having a having a dream and a goal that that challenges you and like a passion and and really sucking at something and getting better at it. Like that is life. And I think a lot of people don't ever do that because they're told, don't do that. Just do shit you hate. And look, I get it. We all have to, at some points, there's not things that I want to do all the time, but you mm-hmm. should, at least if you're doing shit, you hate, start doing things that you don't hate start planting those seeds the best you can. Right. And I think that's, that's what you're doing is, is, is very important and you're, you're a leader in this space and I admire it. So for me, um, yeah, there's, there's a few things like I really want to take my transformational work next level and, and really create like a coaching program, like we spoke about with breath work and really take people on a transformational journey, like really work with them. And, you know, another one of my parts of my business is like the big picture is, you know, there's, there's the work. So once you're doing the work, you're doing the thing, you're building the thing, then people have to know about you and know about the thing. So one of my passions is helping people get booked on podcasts and to get their message out there. And eventually I want to help people get booked on stages. And, you know, that's really it is like, yes, helping people do the things and, and, and get to that level where they have the thing built, write the book, the podcast, whatever, build those habits. But then it's like, all right, well, people need to know who you are now, right? Like you can't just fucking hide in your basement. People got to know who you are because you could be the next person the next best secret nobody's going to find out about you if you aren't getting your story out there so that's another thing because podcasting has really helped me in my life so it's almost like a disservice to the world if i don't share that and help people do that because that's what i've done and that's what i've proven in my life so that kind of thing right those are the things and and that's my business is very multifaceted so sometimes it becomes challenging because my 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 focus can get taken in a bunch of different ways. And um, that's why when I see stuff like you and you post, you're like, you know, be specific and stuff that like I resonate with where sometimes I even I need to be like more specific on things and focus on one thing versus trying to do too many things. And I think it's a lesson for everybody. It's like, you know, your attention is valuable and you got to if you don't put all your energy into one thing and you do a bunch of things, then a lot of bunch of things get done average versus one thing awesome right so that's my goal is to like be more mindful in my projects but really really bring them to life really take things next level and you know I have such big visions and sometimes it's like wow how are we going to bring this and now it's starting to really come together but 2024 I feel like is going to be a year where like um we really we really you know skyrocket all this and, and really, really help people get the results they want.
0: Sounds like you're ready to go 10 X. Yeah. 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 Just saying Cutting that feels
1: it. good. It's like, you know, saying it out like it's <laughs> good. Cause I haven't been able to say that. So thank you for asking that question. It feels good. And I think <laughs> everybody should, could, should speak that out. Even if it's just in your own recording, like, what do you want to do in 2024? Like, let's fucking go, you know, speak it out, record that for yourself. You know, because sometimes we have it, we write it down, but we don't speak it. Right. So I think it's super important.
0: Which is so funny because I listened to an older podcast of yours. I think it was number 50. And you said, this podcast is going to be in the top 1%. We're not there yet, but I'm going to speak it out. And that's where we're going. And that's where you're at.
1: Did I say, (laughs) wow, that's amazing. Thank you.
0: I think it was that reminder. (laughs) What about you?
1: What about you? What are you? What What about you for twenty twenty four?
0: I'm I'm also going ten x. I'm sticking with a simple strategy. I am practicing boundaries, um, because this ADHD girl loves to just fly in all directions. But I'm I'm just staying really really disciplined. Disciplined with my health. Disciplined with my strategy and I'm focused on really growing my podcast. My podcast kind of got pushed to the side for a little bit while I dialed in some other elements, but with, um, creeping censorship bills and all these things happening, I'm committed to doing as many as possible, uh, while I still can. And hopefully that's forever, but, uh, just in case I'm, I'm going to put a lot of attention on it in the next little bit.
1: Amazing. That's exciting keep doing what you're doing. I, I, it's, it's great. And, you know, it'll be exciting to see a year from now, you know, hopefully the world's in a good place, (laughs) but it'll be great to see like where we're at. And uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you for being here. What's, what's the easiest place for people to find you
1: go to the old IG, send you to IG everything's there. The university of adversity podcasts, You know, my book, Mastering Adversity, the website, all of that. Um, The breathwork sessions, I'm still, right now I'm in the process of doing complimentary sessions with a couple people just because basically the prereq was like, you got to do 11, you got to give out free, 11 free sessions. So I I have a bunch of those accounted for before I start charging, which is great, And you know, but in the new year, I'm going to start doing that so people can look out if you want to a journey or something or whatever then people can check that out but yeah Instagram is always the easiest and uh, seems to be the most fun
0: <laughs> I'll take a spot if you're handing them out I I need a teacher because if I just listen to things sometimes I quit because <laughs> it gets really hard
1: well I'll put you through a journey if you want absolutely we can we can do that yeah. and, you know it doesn't have to be Like the thing is with breath work too, it's it's like it doesn't have to be intense all the time. Sometimes it's more of a restorative. You know, there's what we call the activation phase where there's a restorative. And sometimes restorative can be just as important. So it's like it's not always about more harder, harder, harder. It depends where you're at. If you've gone through a traumatic, traumatic event recently, all, all that kind of stuff, it's not about going pushing yourself harder it's about just breathing and 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 restoring that connection to yourself at ease and i think that's what's important about breath work is understanding like the body and understanding the fundamentals before like necessarily telling somebody like you gotta just do this 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 not everybody's at the same pace so i think Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's important for people to know and i would love to put you through a journey i think it would be awesome And, uh, you
0: know,
1: you always get something out of it regardless.
0: Amazing. My friend, thanks for taking the time today. Um, I'm a pretty fast editor, so this will be out pretty soon for people to listen to definitely coming out before November 28th when the CRTC is starting its creepy crackdown. So, uh, yeah, I'll send this to you ASAP, but, um, I'm going to hit you up for that journey. And then January 1st, 75 hard. Here we go. Hot body <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> oh man, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carl. This was great. Time flies as always.
0: Thanks, awesome. And for all the listeners, I'll make sure that all of Lance's links are in the show notes. So you can go there, uh, to directly contact him or reach out for breath work or to read his book or listen to the podcast. Thanks everybody amazing. What a show guys. I hope you guys are ready to sign up for 75 hard with us too. (laughs) It's going to be our year friends. Look guys, what you listen to right now really matters. What you fill yourself up with matters. There's a lot of people wondering why they feel stuck right now. And they're surrounding themselves with people that are very doom and gloom. They're stuck in the scroll hole. They are not surrounded by high achievers. It's really hard to create from that space. So I'm telling you friends, if you, if that is you, if you are feeling unmotivated or tanked by the world right now, you got a boundary, what you're taking in, fill yourself up with things that keep you motivated, like this podcast, things that move you forward, things that uh, remind you of the things that you used to love before the world kind of fell apart and got all crazy, create purpose work for yourself. Take care of your mental health. Wake up bright and early and move your body if you can. Um, This is our way through, guys. The world is crazy. It's not going to get any less crazy. We have to really be boundaried with what we put our attention on right now. Uh, If you liked what Lance was talking about today, definitely check out the show notes. I will link where you can find him. Uh, If you are interested in any of the programs that I mentioned, the Sovereign CEO or my quarterly mastermind, that's going to be in the show notes as well. And uh, check this out, guys. I have never asked for money for the podcast. It's just something that I've done um, because I honestly just get a lot of joy from doing it Uh, it's a lot of fun for me I love connecting with the people that I do and I think it's really important uh, to have free speech platforms out there Uh, one because the news isn't doing its job and two there's a lot of lies out there Um, but I just got a really lovely donation from a listener Um, and I'm not asking anything of you guys but Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to that listener. Um, That was very, very kind. So maybe, maybe that's a thing here. Maybe that's a thing. So um, love any support that you guys throw my way. Even if that's just a message or a share of the show, it really means a lot to me. Um, consider hitting the subscribe button. If you like what we're doing over here, give us a follow. And if you share this to your Instagram stories, make sure to tag me so that I can uh, find you and connect with some other awake and freedom-minded, uh, people out there too. So thanks everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to the show and we will see you next time.